Welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week we have a episode that you might like. It's going to be ranking songs in a way we've never ranked songs before. And with me to do that, if you listen to the Waffle Zone, you already know who's with me. If not, I've got Kirsty on the line with me. How are you, Kirsty? Hi, good, thanks. How are you going? Doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, we had an Iron Maiden story last week, and I was thinking, because we probably talk about it now on the Waffle Zone and not here, but for anyone that listened last week, if you want to send in your Iron Maiden story, you can email it to ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com. The only way we have Iron Maiden stories is people send them in. I don't request them from people because I don't know everybody, and um, but I've requested them from a couple people who still haven't sent them. But that aside, there's Iron Maiden has what two million followers on Twitter, I believe, and as of last week, we've done 47 Iron Maiden stories. So I think there's quite a few left to be done. So if you haven't done it, email it to me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com and we'll get it all figured out and have you on the show. Would you like to hear more Iron Maiden stories? Absolutely. I would love to hear some more Iron Maiden stories. And what were you going to say? I was going to say about um, my administrative position Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, I'm just thinking about doing a little series on Adrian Smith. So come and join our Facebook group. Yeah, I have a link in the show notes for the Facebook group if you don't want to look for it on Twitter or on Facebook. So there you go. There you go. So what we're going to do this week is this is well, this release day is Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th. I assume that that is celebrated all over the world. You've lived on two continents. Is it celebrated on both of those? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. And I live on a different continent, and it is definitely celebrated here. So we're going to give you our top 11 songs. And as we always say, these could change. Again, we could do another episode next week and have 11 songs on there next week that aren't even like any of these. But We won't. We won't. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to give you our top 11, Spinal Tap 11 songs that... You know, Spinal Tap has a song called Smell the Glove. That would have fit. Oh, yes, I was wondering whether you could um, you could say that the word, word glove would fit. I mean, it, it's, it's love. But it's just, yeah. I, I haven't picked any songs with the word glove in them. But. Me either. Me either. I didn't even think about that. I actually. thought about Hand in Glove by the Smiths. <laughs> That's one I never would have known. So No. So, yeah, but any, basically the, the criteria was that the salt that the word love had to be in the title and it could be love lovely loveliest lover uh, lovers loving loving it just had to be in the frame of the word love somehow so we have our top 11 list and we also I mean, my podcast wouldn't be my podcast if there wasn't something negative, right? Right. Got to have one. And actually, that wasn't even my idea this week. You said we had to come up with a, ba- a negative one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know the format. Yeah. So so we have um, our 
top 11 and our bottom song. So let me ask you, because I know that I gave myself, we didn't really give any criteria other than the word love. Did you give yourself any other rules or anything to follow in your making of your list? I picked songs that um, I listen to regularly. I didn't go trawling the internet. There were all things that were on my phone already. Sure. And sure. I think you did the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to stay in a sort of rock area, sometimes yeah. quite loosely, because as sure. you know, I listen to um, more than one genre. Right. Um, because I really like Tainted Love by Soft Cell and Love Shack by the Beat 52s <laughs> and Ten Story Love Song by the Stone Roses. Um, okay. They they didn't quite make it in, but okay. um, yeah, not not too much of a criteria really. Just just went for it. Yeah, I think we could have made a a, a full list of probably uh, disco era songs about love <laughs> if we wanted to. There's mm. so many. There's so many out there, and even. In making my list, I had, and, and I did the same as you. I literally went through my phone and did a search, and I just typed in the word love and just what songs pull up when I did that. Um, and I went with that. And uh, the only other criteria I gave myself, obviously, everything you said I'm kind of matched up with, except I didn't double any bands. I, I made sure that it, all the bands were different. I just thought, I don't want to have you know, 11 songs. Cause, cause I could have like, let's say if I named one artist, I could say like kiss Well, two kiss or Alice Cooper. They both have a lot of songs with the word love in the title. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have, and kiss has multiple songs that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did the same thing as you there as well. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. I just didn't want to, to do it that way. I, I thought it'd be, it'd make it a little more interesting and, and give us, uh, the opportunity to talk about a few more a few more bands so yeah and just to just to be clear it doesn't have to be romantic because like you did a valentine's episode two years ago mm-hmm. and I, I think i hated all of the songs on it so <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember what was even on there what, 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 i don't remember any of that i i do remember doing an episode vaguely but i guess uh okay uh, I, I don't remember what songs i picked though at all so Hmm. We have to go back and revisit that one. So, so okay. Um, and even as I've made this list, I mean, there's songs that I probably like more than some of these. Other, like, say, there's certain Kiss songs that I like more than you know, maybe a few of these. And I just, but I, like I said, I wasn't going to have more than one. So, so basically, we're going to say this is not definitive. This is what we're picking today. Yeah, it's just a, it's a Valentine's Day uh, list. If you want to. If you want to sit down with your, uh, if you have a significant other, and and just listen to the songs that we pick, maybe uh, and and hopefully if I can work it out, I can edit in at least you know the beginning into the chorus of each of these songs, so you'll at least know, and maybe it'll give you some new songs to listen to or new albums. Who knows? So, so I tell you what, let's uh, we can kick it off here. Yep. And uh, I guess that would be number 11 so what would you say is your number 11 best uh today valentine's day song (laughs) um well i've started off with a dark and depressing song 
From a post-punk band, I've chosen Manchester band Joy Division's only hit single, Love Will Tear Us Apart, from 1980. Okay. And that's from the album Closer. Is that a song that you used to listen to, or I guess you said it's on your I phone? I still listen to it now. I still okay. listen to it regularly. Um, do you not know it? Or maybe uh, I think I've picked a lot of English songs today. Um, okay. And its lyrics were inspired by the breakdown of the singer Ian Curtis's relationship. And the song was released the month after his suicide. Um, oh, but wow. having said that, it's um, it's a really catchy song. It's almost poppy. It's got a really great bass and keyboard hook, but the um, vocal delivery is really intense. And obviously, with hindsight, the lyrics read a bit like a suicide note. Um, but I love this song. It's got a really great intro. Um, it's poppy. It's quick. It's like about three and a half minutes. Um, the bass line, you probably know it when you hear it. That doesn't really change throughout the song. The guitars okay. are nice and jangly. The keyboards are fairly cheerful. But, you know, then you've got, um, Ian Curtis and he was trying to sound like Frank Sinatra at the time and he's okay. singing sort of depressing lines like when routine bites hard and ambitions are low and resentment rights high and emotions won't grow so one for Valentine's song for the goths there that's my <laughs> number 11 interesting interesting yeah I, I'm familiar I mean I say I'm familiar I've heard the name Joy Division, and I've probably heard of a song by them. You'll just, know that song when you hear it. It was quite okay. a big hit. Gonna hold you to that. So, mm-hmm. for me, I, I chose a song that, and this isn't the original version of the song. I chose this version from a live album. Um, my song is well, I don't even have the word love in it. First off, it's a uh, lovers. So this okay. is a song by Praying Mantis. Uh, lovers to the grave.
version features uh, two members of Iron Maiden from the first album. Uh, it features Paul, uh, not Paul, thank God, not Paul. Um, 
It features uh, Dennis Stratton on guitar and vocals, and it features Clive Burr on drums. Uh, Clive ended up doing a one-off little tour with their band because I think they're the drummer. They were doing a tour of Japan. I'm sorry. This the album. This is on. It's called Captured Alive in Tokyo City. And I think the singer something was going on with his voice that show, or he was maybe a little under the weather. So they changed the way they did the song up, I believe, and um, or maybe they just always did it like that. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but um, Clive Burr, though. The drummer had broke his arm or his leg or something happened or his wrist right before they were heading to Japan. And they had to, like, short notice, find somebody they could cover. And they ended up getting Clive Burr. If you go on YouTube, um, because this was 1996, I don't know how much more that Clive did after this. This might have been one of his last recordings. But it's really cool to watch because it's a full concert. With Clive Burr on drums, so cool. Yeah, but that song is amazing. I, yeah, I, I know this song. It's a very good song. Um, yeah, I might have to get round to watching that. It's been my alarm also on my phone for probably the last two years. I just no, have. I this. don't like to do that because that will put me off a song if I don't like want to get up. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I need something that's nice and smooth. And the, at the beginning, yeah, it's just nice and easy. And it's not, it doesn't startle me when I hear it, unless, you know, unless I only slept like an hour and a half. And then it, no matter what it is, it's going to startle me. But I really, really like this song. It's a, it's a fantastic song. So I highly recommend that. One, so, so number ten, Kirsty, what do you have at number ten? Oh, well, I asked Coco, my daughter, for some help on this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she immediately thought of Kiss. Okay. And her first thought was calling Dr. Love. And I was like, really happy with that because that That's one's really one. grown on me. I wouldn't even recognised it a year ago. But with all that's been going on and us going to see Kiss and everything, um, I know it really well now. And I think it's pretty good, apart from the weird backing vocals. But never mind because she changed it to I was made for loving you. Oh. You know, as you know, 1979 from the album Dynasty, or Dynasty, as we say in America. 
and hey, look it's a great pop song we really enjoyed seeing it live it's it is a bit disco and very fun i probably wouldn't have picked it but you know it was a massive hit for a reason and i do enjoy it so mm. that one's for coco <laughs> Oh, I gotta say, I disagree with Coco on this. She one. probably I, won't listen now. She won't listen, but I hate that song. God, I hate it. So, That's the so song. Just go back to calling Doctor Love. I wish, yeah, I wish you would have. <laughs> um, I love the, you know, when when you hear calling Doctor Love live when they start it, that guitar is just mm. so loud. I love it. Um, yeah, I was made for loving you. I literally, when I went and saw them uh, the last time when I took Sarah. When they when they played that song, I literally just that was the song I just stood there and stared at the stage and just thought, shoot me. <laughs> and all the other people dancing around you, and yes. singing and having fun were like, look at that miserable. Yes, yes. Whatever. I was just I was just standing there like, I'm not gonna dance. I'm not gonna sing. I hate this song, and I don't give a crap if I'm standing here at a kiss concert. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just stand here and be miserable for the the however way too long that song is. But there is one decent version of that song out there that I will use for this episode if I have time. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I just hate that one. Man, I was very impressed with Coco for a second there. So, yes, me too. Yeah. Okay. So, this is one that I thought we would have a match on. I'm sure we'll have a match on our list for this song. And I, I will say this I tried to put these in order. And it's going to probably seem bizarre whenever people hear my full list. Uh, and you might even be a little shocked at some of it. But I just kind of really tried to rifle through them and go, which ones do I like better? And just, you know, certain ones have certain reasons. And uh, so there's only one song that once I made the original, once I made the list and ordered everything the first time, there's only one song that moved up a couple of spots when I started making a couple of notes. And I'll tell you which one that was. But my number uh, 10 is a song that features my two favorite vocalists of all time. Uh, it's from. <gasps> yeah. I don't, what, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you should. Uh, there's only one. There's only one like it. So it is from Halford's. I believe it's from his resurrection album. Um, it's called. Yeah, it is. It's called the one you love to hate. And it features uh, Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford on vocals. Can't see your own 
song could have been a little better given those two guys i feel like they could have had a better song for them to sing together but that song still it starts with just a killer guitar riff it's heavy and it's the song is just heavy all the way through and it's so cool to hear you know 2000 era bruce dickinson and rob halford singing together because rob was still at his prime and Bruce was obviously still in his prime. Um, it's a really awesome song. If you haven't heard it, it's called The One You Love to Hate. So I was so. gasping because I hadn't even thought of it. What? I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought for sure that would be a match for us at some point in here. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Anyway. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked. If I had a thought of it, it would have been on, wouldn't it? No more, uh, there's no more drama there, I guess. So, <laughs> so I think so we'll I, still have at least one. I think we'll have at least one more song that's similar, yes. So, what's your number nine? Um, my number nine is a song by the Dutch band Golden Earring. It's called Radar Love. Ooh. It's um, 1973. Um, it's from the album Moon Tan. is written from the point of view of a truck driver. Hey. He senses his girlfriend is connected to him with this thing that's called Radar Love. <laughs> and he senses she needs him. And while rushing to her, he has a fatal accident. So that's cheerful. Um, this band were one of Steve Harris's inspirations. Yeah. And you can see that the, um, the song's got a really prominent bass and an interesting rhythm and an anthemic chorus. And it's also made up of lots of quite different sections. So that yeah. might show the inspiration there. Oh, sure. And this song won a poll by Planet Rock as best driving song, which is yes. ironic considering he crashes. 
So yeah, that's my number nine. Okay. Uh, and what was yours? My number nine is is a song on an album that I upset some people with. If anyone listened to Top Five with Joey Casada when I was on there, I did. Do you remember what my number one album was? Was it Motley Crue? It was Motley Crue. It was Shout at the Devil. Yes. For, you know, and that could always change, but it certainly wouldn't be Iron Maiden at number one either way because there's a couple other albums that I would, for time reasons and what I was into back then and, you know. Yeah, di- it dinos- did shock me. It did. Yeah, and dinosaur reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But Shout of the Devil, man, it's a fantastic album. But there's a song on it that they released as a single, I believe. It's just like super, super classic. And uh, as I was going through all the stuff, I just, I thought it's such, it's got a killer riff. Um, there's a there's a line in it that's uh, very romantic. It's something you could share with your loved one today. Well, you're killing me. Your love's a guillotine. You know, but maybe that's only if you're too young to fall in love. So I don't know. Young to Fall in Love. I think that's a fantastic song. I mean, Vince Neil sounded pretty good back then. I think that was kind of the end of his sounding good <laughs> back yeah. then. Um, not really a big Motley Crue fan, but man, that album is just amazing. So, Too Young I'm to not, Fall in Love. I went to see um, a Motley Crue tribute band, and it was so fun. Yeah? It was, it was like when you go to one of those 80s night things, people were dressed up and everything. Interesting. Yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of Motley Crue in general. I like a few random songs other than Shout of the Devil and their self-titled album. So. I'll tell you why I saw them, because they were on with Metallica and Maiden tribute bands. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was like a triple M thing. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, mm. yeah, I, I would. They got cool riffs. I mean, Mick Mars was a good riff writer. So. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. So uh, what do you have? Oh, we might. this might be a match for us, actually. My number eight as well, so. What do you have at number eight? I, I don't know why you think that. It might be. No, I mean, because, uh, you might have it on your list is what I mean. Yeah. I've chosen a song by Stone Temple Pilots. 
Uh-huh. And it's called Interstate Love Song, and that's from the album Purple from 1994. Okay. Um, I don't have too much to say about it. I read that it started as a bossa nova tune and had a country riff added. Um, but this has ended up being, for me, another slightly poppy song with depressing lyrics. Um, I do like an upbeat, sad song. This time okay. the lyrics are about how um, Scott Willand lied to his wife over the phone while on uh-huh. tour about his drug use. Interesting. But it's it's just really nice. Scott's got a lovely voice. It's an easy song to listen to. It's only just over three minutes. Yeah. Um, and I just really enjoy it. I agree with you. I don't know whether you. it's going to be on your list, but I know you like the band. I agree with you, and I'm not going to say any more because it's coming up later for me. Righto. Yeah. So my number eight is something else that we might have in common. Mm-hmm. We did an album battle a while back on another band that is somehow thrown into the grunge scene as well. Yes, I know what this is. Yeah. Another song that has the word hate in it, but it has two loves in it, right? Not one. Yeah. So my number eight, obviously, off of Facelift is Love, Hate, Love by Allison Chains. Um, I mean, the song has got amazing, amazing vocals by Lane Staley. Um, the, the, the riff that introduces the song, you know, is that super just heavy, heavy, heavy. And then the whole bit where it slows down and then he goes into the, you know, at the end the where he says, yeah, love, hate, love over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mind-blowing vocals, just incredible. Um, I know not everybody's into this, you know, type of music, uh, like our friend Ron in uh, Washington. But, um, man, amazing song, amazing band. One of my favorite bands of all time. But it made it to number eight. I, I was surprised I was putting it that low. So, Is it because um, you didn't really feel like it fitted the Valentine's vibe? No, I mean, if I was going to... But then, you know, some weeks you're more into some types of music than another. You've just been going through an anthrax thing, and it probably doesn't really fit the way you are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, either way, I just, it's just, you know, just going through the phone and looking at all the different songs with love that I was, that I would, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, oh, man, I, I, that was immediate. As soon as I saw that one, I was like, okay, that's getting in there, so. Sure. So, uh, let's see, that brings us to number seven, right? Yes, and you're definitely not going to have this on your list because uh, I don't think you like them. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> it's no. an alternative indie band from 1983 um, from their album Japanese Whispers. I've gone with The Cure oh. and their song The Love Cats. Sweet. 
So oh. I'm obviously feeling a bit goth this week. <laughs> um, and maybe they've done better songs with love in the title. And um, Robert Smith actually says this is far from his favourite song and he was drunk when he wrote it. Um, okay. But it's got quite a poppy feel, so it became a hit for them. And I really like it. It's it's quirky, it's catchy, it's fun. Um, uses different instruments like piano and horns and most obviously uh, the really cool double bass that they have and the, the use of the screeching guitars to mimic cats. And um, you can, well, I do. I'll check it on at a party. Maybe everybody <laughs> else wishes I didn't, but. <laughs> You're trying to yeah, get rid um, of everybody at the party. You turn that one on, right? <laughs> Well, maybe that's maybe that's the case, but yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those. It's it's one of their more poppy songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. yeah, I definitely don't know that I've heard. That. I know I've heard of the Cure, obviously. Yeah, but... you probably have heard Love Cats, but um, obviously okay. most of the most of the songs I say is are English, so maybe yeah, maybe there's yeah. a chance they're not as big where you are. I think they were pretty big over here, so. Okay, so my number, um, I'm trying, now they're making me think about my artists and seeing how many, uh, I'm just comparing, okay, let's see, English, I'm trying to see if I have any, how many American artists I have, uh, let's see here, yeah, uh, the majority of my list is American artists, so. Sure. So my number seven is by one of, another one of my favorite artists that I haven't listened to in a while, actually. But I did have I do have a couple of his albums that I put on my phone because I got the new phone. I had to put music on it again because I don't use like Apple. I don't subscribe to Apple or Spotify or nothing like that. So, mm-hmm. but this is a song from an artist that I could have had many choice. I had many choices from actually, um, and it was difficult because I like a lot of his songs that have love in the title. Um, I almost chose a song called. Love Should Never Feel Like This, which is uh, one of his later albums. Another one called I Love America was another one that I wanted to put on my list. But I chose a song called Love's a Loaded Gun. You had your suitcase in your hand You didn't give no information You walked off with another man I'm always standing in the shadows, baby I watched you give yourself away Home into your bedroom. Oh, you had another busy day. Oh. I tried to look the other way and fake it. You pushed me to the limit. I can't take. 
from his album called Hey Stupid that came out around 1990. Um, this is a song, it's, it's, it's a balladish song. And um, it, it's got a really, really uh, big chorus uh, that's uh, really cool. And, and, and Alice, Alice Cooper's lyrics are always, like this is about a woman leaving him. But um, a cool a cool lyric from the song is, uh, you know, one down, one to go, just another bullet in the chamber. Sometimes love's a loaded gun and it shoots to kill. I, um, I just think he's always clever, you know, with his wording and his love songs are never just typical love songs. They're always, mm. uh, you know, he's always been a really clever lyricist. So, but, but yeah, I, think, I knew that was one of your favorites. Yeah. And the album Hey Stupid's a really good album. It was the one after his album that was really popular called Trash. Um, and Trash was an album I just never could get into. It was just too. Uh, it was bored. It was I guess it was late '80s, and it was too hair metally and just like I hate to say Poison-ish. Mm. I mean that's the album that had the song Poison on it by him, which was a big hit, but. This album also has a song that most people would remember, especially if you've seen Wayne's World. Uh, it's got Feed My Frankenstein in it. So this is a really good album. I would highly recommend listening to Hey Stupid. And it's spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. <laughs> so, yes, so, it is. So, yeah, very good song from yep. a very good album. So that leads us to your number Six. We're already at number six. Wow. This one's come up already. You've already said this one. Um, Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh -uh. So Alice in Chains, Love, Hate, Love.
what do you think about it? Dang, um, yeah, slow, grungy, depressing song about an obsessive, deeply unhealthy relationship. <laughs> but also a really incredible performance, and just a great song on every level. And yeah. obviously Lane's a standout, but the bass is incredible. We actually feel I just need to mention every member is incredible. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I could have picked Love Song by them. Oh, no. <laughs> but obviously. But you wanted to pick a good one. <laughs> but so. you have heard Love Song, you'll know why we didn't pick it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually funny. That love it, Song. It, it would be funny, but it, <laughs> I couldn't in all honesty say it was in my top 11. Yeah. I, I would have rather you chose Love Song by The Cure. That's the one song that I am familiar with by them, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, my number six is a uh, band that if people listen to the Waffle Zone that I mentioned already, if you're listening to the Waffle Zone and you're familiar with Shinedown, then you probably know which song I'm about to name. But um, my number six is, I'm trying to make sure I have the album properly here in front of me so I can name the right album that it's on. Uh, it's from an album called Threat to Survival, and it is called How Did You Love sound or the thousand voices calling your name you can have the light of the world blind you bathe you in grace but i don't see so easily what you hold in your hands cause castles crumble kingdoms fall and turn into sand you can be an a very it's a pretty powerful song lyrically um it's basically talking uh, i got the lyrics in front of me um it's talking about people choosing love or hate between you know what how they live um like there's a cool line here it says you can be an angel of mercy or given to hate uh you can try to buy it just like every careless mistake um how do you justify mystified by the ways of your heart with a million lies of with with a million lies, the truth will rise to tear you apart. But the the line that and this song, uh, my daughter likes it too, and that's one reason I really like it too. Is um, the, where's the line that uh, um, uh, he says? Uh, he says, "No one gets out alive. Every day is do or die. The one thing you leave behind is how did you love? How did you love?" That's a powerful line. When I listen to the song, and I just it really, it's emotional, you know, it's like you think because we, you know, I'm a grouchy person and then, you know, I hear that and it kind of, it's it's a real, um, it's a real, what do you call it? It's like a check, a check, you know, it's like you, uh, you kind of go, wow, I need to check myself, you know, because, 
you know, maybe I'm not being as nice or I'm not treating people the way I should or whatever, but um, it's just a good, it's a really good song. It's, and, and if you like Shinedown, I mean, they have a real, I don't know, maybe they're rock, but they have a certain pop sensibility about them too, like melodic and stuff. So I love, me and my daughter and my wife, we went and saw them. Uh, oh, yeah. What year was I? I think we saw them in 21. And oh man, they were so good live. So, but yeah, so it's uh, how did you love? So, brilliant. Yeah. So, okay. You're not going to have the next band I've got either. It's one of my favorites, not one of your favorites. Uh huh. Um, they've recorded a few songs with love in the title. Uh, the band is Led Zeppelin. So, I could have had a whole lot of love or all of my love, but mm-hmm. the song I've chosen is. Since I've Been Loving You, and it's from Led Zeppelin 3 from 1970. long slow bluesy song by four great musicians this could actually go on a valentine's playlist almost okay because it's passionate i mean it's about betrayal but yeah anyway it was um recorded live and john paul jones plays a hammered organ instead of bass guitar and he just uses the bass pedals of the organ and so it's got a really full sound and do you know what i haven't even mentioned solos 
the whole uh-huh. time we've been talking today. Yeah. And we're up to song five, but this song has a really great solo. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's my number five. Interesting. Now, my next choice is a is an English band. Mm-hmm. You've almost mentioned them, but not quite. You were a couple letters off. Oh, yes. But it starts with V and C-U. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the cult. And this song I chose... Um, not because it has anything to do with um, lovey feelings or anything like that, but it's the very first song I ever heard by the cult. I remember hearing it. I can still remember being in my room, my little boom box on the floor and listening to a radio station. And I'm assuming they just said, Hey, we're going to play a song by the cult. And they played love removal machine. And it hooked me. I mean, ever since then I've been a fan of the cult. Um, It's, off of their album Electric, which if you were talking, the Colts albums are all usually different. I mean, they go they come, they go back and forth to things sometimes, but their first album was uh, Love. Well, that was kind of their second, actually. Their first major label was Love. And then they went from that, which was kind of a kind of a little gothy, alternative-ish album to an ACDC style album. And mm. that's their ACDC style album. And it's really good i I just it's just uh you know it starts off quick it's just like a drum hit but it's just it's catchy it's it's just a totally fantastic song so um that's my number five is love fantastic choice yeah yeah so number four we're getting we're already in the number four here so uh what is your we are number four don't forget we've got the worst as well to come oh yeah okay. that's true. um all right my number four and i talked about this band last week you said you didn't really like female singers that much this okay. is um you got the love by florence and the machine florence um, and the machine. in 2008 and the album is called lungs sometimes i feel like throw my hands up in the air i know i can count on you Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes it seems the Lord is just too rough. Anything's wrong, no matter what I do. Now and then it seems like the life is just too much. But you've got the love I need to see me through. When food is Okay. Okay. This is something different. Um, I'm just gonna 
tell the background of this in the 90s um, when I left school okay. I didn't listen to much rock and metal because um, I was um, I was sharing student accommodation and then hospital accommodation and we go, go to each other's rooms and listen to each other's music and I was going to festivals and clubbing and I listened to all sorts of genres like goth, indie, rock. I mean, mostly kind of rocky things, Britpop, sure. but also dance music like drum and bass and even house sometimes because my partner was a DJ at the time. Okay. Um, so the first time I heard this song, it was by The Source featuring Candy Staten, who sang this originally. Um, and that was house music. But I was massively into this song at the time. Um, but it's been covered by Florence and the Machine. Um, so you'll be glad that you'll be playing that version where people are actually playing their instruments. I prefer this version now. Um, okay. I think she's got a great voice. I love that she has a harpist in her band. Um, and I also chose her version because my husband, Aaron, is a big fan of hers and it's Valentine's Day. There you go. Uh, we have seen her in concert quite a few years ago. Um, what do you think about this? They're coming to Perth really soon. And my husband's home that week. So I said, oh, should we go? And he said, no, I've seen her. What? What kind of fan is that? I know. I'm like, she's had a new album since then. I thought you were going to say that you were going to get it as a Valentine's Day gift or something. Well, I, was, I was thinking about it. I might still, just for yeah. myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, what was your number four? Well, this is one that I think we will have in common as well um because what was okay yeah uncle steve's iron maiden zone that's right let's talk mm -hmm. about iron maiden for a second here so um my number four and i thought this was going to be my number one when i made this list like i just thought okay it's iron maiden zone it's got to be my number one but when i started putting the songs on here i just there, there's one song above it that originally was below it, but when I started putting it on here, I just like, you know, these other ones, uh, I'll get to why. But um, Wasting love. Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm not wasting my pick on that. So, uh, <laughs> no, I do like wait, I do like the song Wasting Love. But sure. as we said, uh, only one song per band for me and uh, for you. Uh, I'm glad you chose that as well. So, but. I have a feeling this might show up a little higher on your list, obviously, because you haven't said it yet. Or I, I don't like it. <gasps> Which will it be? Yeah, yeah. How many songs does Iron Maiden have with love in the title? Bes like, other, um, don't name any, but how many can you think of besides Wasting Love? One more. Okay. <laughs> I guess, so, I guess, <laughs> so I guess the drama is gone then. Um, so if anyone listens to my podcast, they know this is a song that i really like a lot it's called the thin line between love and hate uh named an episode after it uh, a few months ago um i think it's a super underrated song um you know and we had a pretty i had a pretty good discussion about this song with bruno just a couple weeks ago and you know because it's it really is a it's about how quick i think it's about how life can you know there's a thin line between all kinds, you know, how think how quickly things can change in your life. You know, you can, like I told the story of my niece on that episode about, you know, just one decision can alter everything. So 
And and I think that's kind of the kind of what that song is saying. So, um, but you know, there's a bit the bit where he sings, "I will hope, my soul will fly, and I will live forever." I like that. Let me ask you if you noticed this before. I'm sure you have. But you know, when he sings it, he says, "I will hope, my soul will fly, and I will live forever." And then the next time he says it, he says, "I will hope, my soul will fly, so I will live forever." You notice that, right? Yes, I uh, noticed that. I like when he does that. When he'll just change a word and he does it at random. You know, not all the time, but random. But but mm-hmm. that the way he sings that part, he sounds incredible. This is the same uh, Bruce era that was on um, the. Uh, like- one you love to hate. Souls and that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but the one you love to hate, that was the same. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tyranny of soul. Oh, no, that was a little later. Um, but yeah, that's, that was when Bruce was in his, you know, I mean, he was, yeah, we can debate whenever we think he was a little out of his prime moving forward, but he definitely was in his prime when they recorded this song. So my number four, the thin line between love and hate. If you haven't ever heard of it, you should check it out. <laughs> Iron Maiden. They're, they're a popular band, I think. Yeah, they're all right. They're okay. They're, they're pretty good. I've got um, something Iron Maiden related for my number three. Oh. Something a little bit more recent as well. Um, it's Smith Cotson, Hate and Love. has not done enough songs with love in a title i went through like all these albums but here he is with richie cotson playing a song for the better days ep and it's also you can hear it live on better days and nights um it's just some top class blues rock i'm so glad they decided to work together the chemistry is awesome and they're working on new music right now as well it's pretty exciting and it's like like all of their songs this is just well crafted and melodic from two excellent guitarists rich's voice is really impressive and their voices sound really good together and the live version is definitely worth a listen as you would know because you actually saw it live you lived it rich's wife um julia Laji is really great on the bass as well and that's quite prominent on the live version because she doesn't play it on the studio album 
Okay. I okay. don't believe. I can't remember, but I, yeah, I think uh, I don't think she does it on the studio. But I will say this: there's also another live version you could hear if you're on my Patreon. <laughs> you can hear. Yes, and that's very good too. Yeah, you can hear the Las Vegas, the entire Las Vegas show if you want to. <laughs> so, which included that song. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good song. I like that. Um, I, I that was one that I did that did pop up to go, you know, and I was just like, there's too many other ones that have, that have been out longer and that, um, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't have room for it in the end. So. Sure. So my number three is a band that you've already named, but unlike your daughter, I chose a very good song by kiss. Oh, you got to tell Coco. I'm very upset with her. She's only 12. Yeah, maybe don't tell her that, but at least you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess a 12-year-old, it's okay if a 12-year-old likes that song. Could so. be Katy Perry. It was. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, she could be talking about other bands, yeah. So I'll give yeah. her that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Don't, don't. Remember remember, I said earlier that um, how did you love, how did you love? I got to reanalyze things sometimes, you know. <laughs> You're making me do it right now. <laughs> Okay, so my number three I just mentioned is by the band Kiss. Uh, they're one of my, you know, they're one of my top ten bands for sure. Um, and I went back and forth because, uh, like you say, they got Calling Doctor Love. They've got um, Love Gun, obviously. They've got Loves a Slap in the Face, which would be an, a good title for this episode, you know. Um, and I'm trying to think of any others besides the one I have here. Um, I can't think. You Love Me to Hate You is another one, um, which is pretty good. Uh, but the song I chose is easily, in my mind, it's a dark song. It's a ballad about somebody uh, leaving somebody else. Um I think it's the best ballad Kiss ever did by a long shot. Uh, Paul Stanley kills the vocals. There's an incredible guitar solo on it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to Creatures of the Night and listen to I Still Love You.
an amazing, amazing song. It's and the live renditions from back. Um, I mean, oh, I think I think there's one on a live three. Uh, if you go listen to the Animalized live video, Paul does. He does a good version of it, except when he kind of embellishes on it at a certain point during. You know, he kind of does this really long low oh oh up type of deal, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. But sometimes these things are all right when you're there. Yeah, Paul. You know, he's look. He's a he's an incredible singer. At least back then he was. Um, and you know, I, I did I, this. Is something I've been thinking about Paul Stanley. I'll say this. Um, you know, because his voice is is pretty shot these days, and sometimes people look at other singers and they'll go like, okay, like I saw Blackie Lawless, and his voice sounded really good. But when I think about it, I'm like, Paul Stanley has probably sang more concerts than most other singers out there, you know, at this stage of the game. Because Kiss has toured incessantly for the most part over the last 40 years. And Paul pushes. He doesn't just... Yeah, that's right. He he puts every single thing he's got into it. And a lot of those songs are quite high. And yeah, just nonstop. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's easily... At least, what, 70 now? Yeah. So, that's that's, that's definitely going to affect the voice. But, I mean, back in his day, man, he... He had range and he had he could hold it all together. It was so good, but highly recommend. Even the album version of that song is incredible. I absolutely love that. I still love you by Kiss. I still love that. <laughs> so um, now we're down to our top two. Golly, 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 golly. <laughs> you say it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's, it, it, I'm trying to you know. Besides, I gotta, it could be worse. I could be saying I have to say that in order to not yes. say profanity at times. So, um, number two, Kirsty, what do you yeah. have at number two? You've already said it. Uh oh. Oh. The cult love removal machine.
We didn't match it perfectly, but at least it's on our list again. That's cool. Yeah. I um and I said I made a playlist of all of the songs. When I was listening to this, I thought I'd actually accidentally added Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones because the intro is <laughs> so close to it. Oh, uh, you're right. Ne- never mind the stolen riff. Um, it's what they do with it. It's such a good rock song. I, yeah. I just love Ian Asbury's voice and Billy Duffy on guitar. Mm-hmm. It's got a good energy and it's got a fun chorus. And I mean, you've already said quite a lot that needs to be said about it. Yeah. So that's three matches we've had so far. We've had. Yeah. We've had um, love, hate, love. Well, we love, hate, love. Love, Kiss, but not the same song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've also had my number two, Interstate Love Song by Stone yep. Temple Pilots.
okay. I did not know that was, but you did say it was coming up. Yeah. Um, my, I'll say cool. this. I, I have a name for this song. It's uh, it's called my divorce song because uh, I don't know. I've never probably talked about it on here, but I was married for a very short time uh, way back in uh, what year would this have been? 94. And so Stone Temple Pilots came out in like 93. I got to see them on their, they, they were open. I saw them when they were an opening band and they were opening for a band that I don't recommend, but they were opening for a band called <laughs> the butthole surfers. <laughs> and, um, but so we went, we went because we wanted to see a uh, stone temple pilots and, you know, on their debut album, man, they were good. They were so good. So when the second album came out, which was a uh, purple, you know, was into that as well. And I, I was married and this, the, you know, this song obviously has, uh, you know, there's a line in it. It says, um, you know, leaving on a, and this isn't about me doing drugs or her doing drugs, but it's leaving on a Southern train. Only yesterday you lied. And that's, that's the line in the song. Um, actually, that's not the line. The line of the song that I always thought of was you lied. Dun, 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 dun. Goodbye. Da, 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 you know, um, but yeah, that's always been like I've always thought of that as my divorce song because whenever I was with this girl, uh, the day that uh, the, the last day I saw her, I believe was July third and or July second maybe yeah July second um, July third was when I left uh, and. Or maybe July 4th, because I remember going to a fireworks show that night down here in, in America. And it was like that same week we had tickets to go see Stone Temple Pilots on that tour. So that song really resonated with me because of everything that happened. And, it, it, it you know, anytime I, I hear it, it takes me back to that. And then the other cool thing about it is a couple of years ago, uh, the most hated man in podcast land He's in like a, a cover band and they were looking for a drummer. And one day I just had this thing, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to go play with them. I was like, I play drums. I can play the songs they're playing. And the, you know, I, I tried to factor in, yeah, he's three and a half hours away. How am I going to practice with him? I had it all worked out in my mind. It was a totally stupid plan, but, um, I told him, I said, hey, I want to come down and, you know, do it. And he was just like, man, because they had been looking for a drummer for a while. And he would always just be like, well, whenever you're ready, you know, whenever you're ready. to." And so I went down there and I spent an evening and just played, you know, I practiced for a month or just, or, you know, he gave me all the songs because some of the songs, they were stuff I just never played or even heard. And so we went down there and, but Interstate Love Song was one of the songs they played. And I just love that bit where it stops, you know, you lied goodbye and it was always cool to come back in on that and that chorus like you said it's amazing uh it's just so uh scott wyland's vocals are just so good and uh, it's a perfect song i saw them with uh their new singer um a few years back gosh it's probably been maybe four or five years ago now and they played that uh it's just it's perfect it's just a, it's a I think it's a perfect song. So it's a lot to say for my number two, but there it is. So 
<laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Because um, I, I might not have too much to say for my number one song because mm. it's another matchup. Yeah, I kind of. I kind uh, of obviously, on a level, I put it um, at number one because I probably thought you were going to put it at number one. I thought I was originally, yeah. I thought <laughs> it's I was. The thin line between love and hate from Brave New World. Yeah. 
And I thought you'd be surprised that I picked it because if you remember, I said on Twitter the other month that um, that I think the vocal melodies of the verse and chorus are blah. Yeah, I and, imagine you're talking about the, the intro part, when a person turns to run. Yeah. That bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even the chorus is like, there's a thin line between. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. And for any other song, if you didn't like the verse and chorus melodies, that would mean you didn't like the song. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, the rest of it, um, for the first half of the song, the first four minutes that contains the blah vocal melodies, it's got a really <laughs> sweet intro. Yeah. The riff's good, the pace is good, um, the I will hope my soul fly so I will live mm-hmm. forever, as you said. That part is excellent. Mm-hmm. And it's there's two great Dave Murray solos in that bit, so that's the first four minutes. Yeah. But then it just turns into one of the best pieces of music ever from there as well. And the way Bruce sings The Thin Line Between Love and Hate, that's beautiful. And then we get another three Dave Murray solos, taking the song total to five. So yeah. despite not even really being that bothered about the verse and chorus <laughs> melodies, I absolutely love this song. Can't argue with that. It's it's a it is a fantastic song. And originally, like I, I just thought, yeah, it's my number one. Mm. And um, like I said, uh, my number two, you know, definitely had probably the most it's obviously the most personal of all the songs yep. for me. But um, and, you know, I, it's so so that means we've had. Let's see before I go on any further. One, two, three, four, four songs in common out of uh, 11. Out of, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad, especially when it's a broad topic. It's it not could be just, like anything. Yeah. And, and I've and I've gone a little bit. I've strayed a little bit from your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's understandable. Like I do. Like you do. Like you do. I'd like I to introduce you to new things. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would sound like if Matt was here. <laughs> it never sure works. Yeah, yeah, it never works. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's worked yet. Uh, I'm sure there's a time it'll happen. So, um, so my number one, uh, I would think that most people at this point would probably be able to guess what my number one's going to be. But there's a lot of songs out there that have the word love in it. Um, I'm thinking, let's see, I'm going to just pull my list up real quick here. Uh, What else I could have listed here? Um, There's a cool song. um, I already named uh, the Alice Cooper songs. Uh, Obviously, Hate and Love by Smith Cotton. Let's see here. Love Hungry Man off of Highway to Hell is a pretty good one. Uh, The song Love by The Colt is pretty good. Uh, let me double check here if there's anything else that I wanted to mention before I name it. I feel like people would already know this though. And like I said, I, um, I had to kind of change, uh, my list. Uh, here's a song that's awesome by Wasp is hate to love me. That's a really good one. Um, a lot of the songs we're thinking about have got the word hate in as well. I know. I know. It's, uh, it's I guess it's the it's the opposite and you know opposites attract so that's probably why I guess that's why bands like to do that so hate and love love and hate right the thin line mm-hmm. between love and hate what if they would have called it the thin love, line between hate, love. Hate, hate and love yeah that's funny maybe if, maybe if they would have called it the thin line between hate and love maybe the song by Smith Cotton would be love and hate instead of hate and love so mm. 
<laughs> Maybe that's how he brought it, and 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 Adrian was like, "No, nah, not having that. Bollocks to that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so my number one is by one of my favorite bands of all time, and I was fortunate enough to get to hear this song live in concert a few months back in Las Vegas, and it's it's a song that it's from an it's an it's from an album that I love. I, I still, it's one of the songs, it's one of the albums that just takes me back to like 1984, 1985. Uh, the, it's phenomenal. Every time I hear it, I just, I'm blown away by the song. It's never, ever, ever gotten old. It was a single, it's a corny video, but my number one is from the debut album by Wasp and the song, um, it's, it's wasp is w period a period s period p period and this song is l o v e love machine
with periods in between it on the uh, spelling on the album as well. Uh, you know, it fades in. It's got an amazing chorus. It's got a good guitar solo. Blackie just destroys it on vocals. Um, I, it's the song that, that, you know, apart from the divorce song, that song just takes me back to a good time of discovering music. And, you know, that was like the introduction to my love of music was, you know, stuff like Wasp and those first couple of Kiss albums. and. So, but yeah, I, um, you know, Wasp is obviously one of my top bands. And I'd say if I'm looking at my list, I've got top bands here. I've got Wasp, Kiss, Maiden, The Cult, uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, where else I got? Alice in Chains. And I got, well, I got Rob Halford in there too. So he doesn't, he's not. I guess if you count Priest slash Halford, then he gets in there too. So. so there's only a couple that aren't in my top bands of all time. And man, I just love, I love that song. And that was literally the first song that I picked. Whenever we was going to make this, I was just like, Love Machine going in there. Hate to Love Me is awesome too, though. That other song by Wasp that I left out, that's a really good one too. So that's you probably. Love Machine and Love Removal Machine. <laughs> yeah. Got to figure out which one I want, you know, which one do you want? Do you want the love machine or the love? <laughs> rem- I guess you get the love machine first and then later you mm-hmm. go to the store and you're like, yeah, I need the love removal machine now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was a good catch. <laughs> okay. So now the patented thing we, I guess, I think everybody talks about bad stuff too. It's not like we're the only ones that do it, but um, now we're going to name uh, the worst song that or i guess the worst song with love in the title right well the worst one i could think of yeah um there's probably a lot that i don't like but um you know i stayed to something i'm i know about <laughs> okay i'm curious i'm um, curious to hear what you're gonna put here because this well this band's wikipedia describes them as rock so i, I think they're fair game okay is it somebody you listen to on a regular basis? No, not me. I don't. Uh-oh. Is it somebody something I listen to my, on a regular basis? Something my husband listens to on a regular uh, basis. Oh, we're getting a Coldplay song, aren't it's we? It's a Coldplay song. It's called True Love, and it's from the album Ghost Stories from 2014. Okay. For a second I was in control I had it once, I lost it though And all along the fire below would rise And I wish you could have let me know What's really going on below I've lost you
end, it's got annoying keyboards, a hideous, whiny, off-key voice, <laughs> and then what sounds like a drum machine kicks in. Yeah. And a sort of guitar solo happens, but I don't like that either. And, um, God, I can just imagine everyone in a stadium with their lighters thinking this is beautiful because this has received critical cl- acclaim, so what do I know? And Chris Martin says it's the band's favourite track. And what's and it called again? <laughs> Sorry? What was the song called again? True Love. Okay. I'm sorry, keep uh, going. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. I just I listened to it last night and um, I was almost kind of like shuddering, like, you know, like if you've had a spider on you or something at the end uh-huh. of it. Yeah. And, and that was when I ended up playing the Opeth to kind of take the taste away of it. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm pulling the lyrics up trying to see if I recognize the songs. I know I've heard some of their songs, so I guess I'll hear it whenever I mess yeah, with Yeah, I'm you, sorry, but you'll have to. You might want to apologize to the people that listen to my podcast because they're the ones that are going to have to. I know I'm particularly going to apologize to Outback Mark, who's a Coldplay fan. Uh, There's a fast forward button for the people that don't like it. (laughs) Outback Mark has some suspect tastes, so. Uh, He'll he'll take it. Yeah, he will. He will. So um, now this band for me, my number one. I don't, I'm not, see, that's another song I'm not familiar with with the Coldplay, so I can't really comment on it. But um, I only have uh, one song. I had to dig around to find this because, like I said, most of the songs that I have on my, you know, playlist in my phone are songs that I, I like. And so this is one that I just, I just don't like. And it's by a band that I love. Uh, it's a band that I really fell in love with just last year. Maybe, maybe you have any guesses of the band? No, is it Megadeth? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, it's a band that I've been familiar with since the 80s, though. Any other guess? One more guess. Take one more guess. Take oh, one more guess. shot in the dark at it. <laughs> Tanzig. Come on, Shot in the Dark was the single off their newest album. Oh. Now you just go ahead and say it. Uh, This is a song by a band that you shouldn't start secondary podcasts on called (laughs) ACDC. Akadaka, if you will. You're in Australia. I guess it's fair enough to call them Akadaka. Definitely, and, that's what I would call them. And normally, you would think, oh, if you're going to pick a bad song by ACDC, it's got to be a song from the Brian Johnson era, right? Well, sadly, sadly enough, I'm having to pull a song out from the Bon Scott era, or Ronald, Ronald Belford Scott, from their high voltage album, it's a very cringeworthy song called Little Lover.
Have you ever heard that? No, I don't think I have. I may have done, but there's just I don't go out of my way to play whole ACDC albums. High Voltage has got some good stuff on it. This is not one. This is one that if I ever listen to the album, you know, because I, I like to listen to albums. This is one that I just either. I think I've gotten to the point now where I'll fast forward through it, but I listen to it enough times and there's, there's just some cringeworthy lyrics that I'm not even going to say on here because I'm on with a lady. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't pull the lyrics up and read it, <laughs> but um, I know you will. You probably already have them up, but um, it, it, I'll see as I'm told. Yeah. Okay. This is smart in this instance here. Um, the, the, it starts off and the, the vocal melody in the beginning is just, just bad. Um, it's just really, it's like a bluesy song and it's just, there's a couple of decent bits in it, you know, cause it's ACDC. The chorus is, it's that terrible, um, like the, their group vocals sang really slow in a chorus suck. At least in this song, there might be. Uh, there's probably an example of one that doesn't suck, but mm-hmm. uh, God, I'm just looking through these lyrics and thinking of the of the song in my head. It's just a terrible song. I'm um, I'm sure somebody likes it. I'm sure there's people. There's some ACDC diehards that would say no, it's a good song. I that is just you know I'm I'm not I, I'm always an honest person. You know if a song. You know, sometimes a great band has a terrible song. Like, let's see, ACDC, Little Lover, Kiss, I Was Made for Loving You, Iron Maiden, Hooks in You, Quest for Fire, I mean, The Apparition, Weekend Warrior. I mean, you could pick any of those. But, you know, it's usually when you think of a bad ACDC song, you just don't think of the Bon Scott era, though. It's always the Brian Johnson era. So, so this is the one where, where the Bond Scott era wins out, unfortunately. So, yeah, little lover. Um, you'll hear a little bit of it if you actually Well, I will, yes. yes. Yeah, you'll, we'll have to hear a little bit of each other's because it's going to, well, unless yeah. we don't bother listening back. I know you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you, but like I said, it's, it's the only good thing about the song probably is just Bond Scott's lyrics in the song itself. So, other than that, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I hate to say it because I didn't want to, you know, bring that up. But I was, I was trying to find a song with love in the title that I didn't like, and I'm looking and looking. And as soon as that popped up, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I, I just stopped looking at that point. It was just, mm. so yeah. I couldn't think of anything. At first, all I thought of was um, Justin Bieber, Love Yourself. And I thought, no, we can't have him. Well, you know, my- he's too far removed from, what we do here yeah especially coming from one of us like coming from my Mm. wife it was different you know because she has a whole different taste in music than we do so yeah mostly mostly so but yeah that's um i'm sure there's like like you said we could have dug into other era and other uh genres and things yeah or or we we could have done romantic songs couldn't we yeah, those would have been I, harder. I don't think I'd even be able to think of eleven that I liked. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. You know why? Because there's there's a fine line between hate and love. So that's right. <laughs> and I just think you know we have to rise above it. So 
it's high time we do that. <laughs> well, so, you know that song very well. I'm surprised it wasn't in your. A little bit, yeah. I'm just trying to mm. like rifle through the lyrics in my head, but I know that's the chorus. The chorus is easier yep. to remember. So, um, so I think I think that kind of sums everything up here. I think that's kind of a uh, a little wrap. So, um, yep. do you have uh, any? Well, let's say this. Let's say this. Do you, would you like to wish everybody a happy uh, Valentine's Day or or yes, your? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Significant other, maybe. My significant other has never listened and will never listen to this podcast. So, you're not so to everyone who is listening, happy yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. If my lovely wife makes it this far, happy Valentine's, baby. Love you. And happy Valentine's Day to everybody else out there. And thanks for listening. And cheers. Cheers. <laughs>